and welcome to the Illinois Realtors podcast. I'm John Broadbooks with Illinois Realtors, and today we're going to talk about an often overlooked but really critically important part of commercial real estate, and that's farmland. Farming in Illinois generates more than $19 billion, with a B, annually, according to the Illinois Department of Agriculture. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, there are more than 72,000 farms in the state, encompassing about 27 million acres. That's a big part of the economy, as we mentioned, and here to talk about it today is Luke Worrell with Worrell Land Services, LLC, in Jacksonville, Illinois. Luke buys, sells, appraises, manages farmland, and in addition to that, is president of the Illinois Farm and Land Chapter of the Realtors Land Institute. Luke, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, John. Thanks for the invite. I'm uh, happy to be here. How did you get into this business? Uh, I understand this is kind of a family operation, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I kind of took uh, the scenic route to the family business. And um, one of the reasons I think it is worked out so well for, for our family and our, our business here is it happened very organically. My my father was a, was a farm manager for a local bank growing up. Uh, and he actually began this business in 1995 when I was just a teenager. And, um, you know, honestly, it was never discussed growing up or even through college. The, this was not the plan. But um, my wife and I, we relocated back to the area. And uh, um, I just kind of started helping out a little bit here and there as I was uh, shuffling resumes around and kind of just rediscovered, I guess, my love for this for this industry. I certainly grew up around it. But um, so yeah, we kind of just, it happened organically. It's worked out great. And, uh, so my wife and I, uh, you know, we actually uh, own the business now. Uh, dad's not retired, but we all still work together and we've been here for 12 years. That's fantastic. Now, so what, what was the first sale that you brokered? Do you remember that? I do remember that. It was a kind of a smaller recreational, uh, tract in Scott County, Illinois. So it's always kind of fun to reminisce, uh, about your first sale, uh, and actually drove by that property just a couple weeks ago and went down memory lane, but I remember it fondly. So, Luke, farmland prices can vary depending on a variety of factors. And, and briefly, for those who aren't as familiar with this area, what are the attributes that affect farmland prices in Illinois? Yeah, so really, you know, obviously the first one is, you know, the type of, of, of ground, the type of land that it is. Um, you know, what is its soil types? Um, you know, every inch of Illinois has soil underneath of it, and some are more suitable to raise crops than others. Some is more productive, and the more productive it is, obviously, the more valuable it is. Um, also, you know, Illinois is a very diverse state, so, you know, some farms are entirely tillable or income producing, as we say. So a lot of the value depends on the percentage of income producing acreage attractive land might have. Um, you know, like all uh, real estate too, location, 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 you know, there are certain parts of Illinois that um, are stronger than others. And even within those counties and those specific geographic sections, there are its own subsections that are that are even more uh, competitive and attractive. So there's, there's a wide variety of things. Um, that can affect prices. But really, it all comes down to the soil in many cases. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, every soil is, is given a grade, you know, called a productivity index. Um, and so every soil actually, you know, has this this rating, this number, um, you know, and so the U of I uh, has always done a good job of, uh, you know, kind of essentially grading these out on a scale. Uh, and so you can kind of quickly determine whether a farm is a, you know, quote unquote, A farm, B farm, C farm. And that, more than anything else, probably affects the value, you know, the most. 
My understanding is that we've seen some real ups and downs in farm acreage prices over the last few years. How, how is 2019 shaping up? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, we obviously, we, we peaked um, in 2013, 2014 is when we kind of saw some of the most, you know, historically high prices, prices that we had never seen and we haven't seen since. Um, since that time frame, John, we've kind of had um, kind of a slight, you know, softening. Um, very moderate declines, nothing uh, enormous or incredibly substantial, but it has softened. And I, I think over the last several years, when the year has wrapped up, we've seen anywhere from, you know, like a, a maybe an even uh, stance in the best case to, you know, a decline of, of 2 to 5%. Um, I think most people anticipate that when the, you know, when the door is closed on 2019, we'll see some very gradual continuing softening. Many of us have read about the impacts that tariffs are having on on exports, uh, and certainly farmers are very sensitive to this. Is that having an impact on prices for farmland, or are the people who invest in farmland looking at a longer play? Yeah, you know, it, it certainly doesn't help. It certainly doesn't help. I, I, I don't know if it's been, you know, catastrophic. I you know, it's it, it's a small world we live in now, and so I like to describe it that there's a lot of noise. There's a, definitely a lot of noise out there, um, and most of it has not been favorable lately. Um, uh, you know, obviously we've had ongoing trade issues for a while. Uh, those don't appear to be getting any better. If you, you know, have been following things, um, I, I, I still feel that that land is an incredibly wise investment, and history has proven it to be so. So we haven't seen people, you know, run away from the market. Um, we certainly have a healthy list of, of, of lookers and prospects and people who are interested in buying, but it definitely has not been favorable. Um, obviously, you know, land values directly correlate to commodity prices. Uh, in our state, specifically, the, the price of, of corn and soybeans, um, and those have not been doing too well. So um, obviously that is going to have an effect. I don't think it's had an enormous effect. It probably doesn't match, you know, the, the like I said, the noise that's out there. Um, but I'm, I'm, we're obviously all hoping for some sort of a solution and a little bit smoother sailing here in the near future. Now in 2012, there were more than 75,000 farms in the state. And as of 2017, that's the latest data that I could find. That had slipped to about 72,651 farms. What's accounting for that decrease? Yeah, I think a number of things. I think, you know, obviously, and I don't have the, the data in front of me, but the average age of a, of a farmer, of a landowner, um, is, is up there, uh, more so than in other industries. Um, and so, you know, I, I think as, you know, farmers retire, um, there isn't necessarily the next generation uh, ready, willing, and able. Uh, farming is a very expensive industry. It's incredibly hard to for for a younger person to just decide they're going to be a farmer and get in the industry. You, you almost have to be set up through kind of like a family lineage um, to to really make a go at it. You know, and we we've seen this trend in other industries. Um, you know, you could probably pick any any sector of the uh, uh, economy, and you know the 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 smaller, you know, mom and pops, so to say, have, you know, have a harder time, um, you know, handling the, the rough waters. And uh, it's a little bit of those issues combined. You, you mentioned it was a little harder, perhaps, for a smaller operator. Is that 
a factor that you think is driving land sales to perhaps uh, larger operations? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, you know, especially, you know, like I mentioned a little bit ago, you know, we, we kind of peaked in 13, 14. Um, and so from an operator perspective, we, we've had lean years, um, you know, and so we've stacked, you know, three, four, five lean years on top of, of one another. And those are hard to, those are hard to handle. Those are hard to, uh, you know, make it through. And so obviously if you're a smaller, smaller operator, you might not have the bandwidth to, to handle a, a down year, let alone three or four in a row. Uh, and so I think that has driven some land to larger operations who are better suited, better structured to kind of be in it long term for the long haul and kind of uh, handle these rough waters. Is it hard to find large farms or large tracts of land uh, to buy and sell right now? Yeah, you know, Illinois is unique and specific in this in, regarding this question. Um, there are certain parts of Illinois where it, it, it's a little bit easier. You know, a, a lot of times, you know, for one reason or another, land near the river bottoms uh, are often in larger tracts. But, you know, up, up, you know, central Illinois, up on the prairies, as we like to say, it is hard to find large, what I would consider large tracts. You know, most of the most of the land or farms you see available for sale are almost always 200 acres or less. You know, very rarely do you see a, a huge, large, large continuous tract available. Um, you know, that, that's certainly the large acreages are certainly a little more available or a little more. Uh, you can you can see those more often, kind of you know out west and in the Great Plains, and you get larger tracks out there. But in Illinois, it is difficult. It has been a rough year weather-wise in this state. Uh, I know I was driving around just the other day, and uh, the corn at this point, uh, well, in some cases, uh, in previous years, they've been out in fields harvesting, but that's not happening right now because of uh, all the wet weather we had earlier in the year. Uh, what are farmers telling you about how they think this year will turn out? Yeah, you know, it, it does. nobody really has a great feeling, to be honest with you. I wish I had a different answer for you. I, I think um, people are very cautious uh, when they try to project, project what we're going to have this year. I mean, we're coming off kind of a record crop. We, we were spoiled uh, in, in one way or another. The last couple of years, we've had very strong yields. Um, but as you said, this spring was, you know, a nightmare scenario for many people. And across the nation, you know, millions of acres went unplanted. And and so I, I think we're at the point of this year where, where people are probably a little nervous to see what the yields are when they actually get in the fields. But as you meant and mentioned, it's certainly going to be a later harvest than usual. And um, we're, we're not going to see the yields we saw last year or even in, in 17, 16, in my opinion, you know, the, the weather was extremely spotty across the whole state. You know, I think even Northern Illinois probably has it, has it worse off than we do here kind of in West Central Illinois. Um, so I, I think everybody's excited to get this year over with, honestly, and just keep their fingers right. crossed for 2020. So we've been focusing a little bit on farmland, but, but you deal in a lot of different types of land and, and one of them is hunting land. And I was just wondering, uh, what are the trends there? Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, especially here, you know, in West Central Illinois, you know, we have a, some really strong, uh, pockets of recreational land, you know, people from all over the nation kind of venture, you know, you, a lot of people probably statewide, nationwide have heard of, you know, Pike County, Illinois, Calhoun County, and, you know, even Greene County, Cass County. A lot of those counties have a lot of, uh, a lot of recreational land. You know, that 
honestly, that market has kind of um, weathered the last five years better than the ag land, and, and really because that that sector of the market really took one on the chin in 08, you know, the Great Recession or, or whatever people want to call it. That That is kind of the time frame when that section of the market really kind of corrected itself. You know, ever, ever since then, it's treaded water. You'll get a little movement one way or the other, but it it's pretty much has maintained its value, you know, um, I would say over the last seven to eight years pretty well. Certainly, it, it, it hit a huge decline there in 08, but ever since, it's kind of found its footing and has remained relatively even. I believe Iowa has restrictions on foreign ownership of farmland. Mm-hmm. Are there such restrictions in Illinois, and is that having an impact on some of the patterns you see on ownership? Sure. So, yeah, Iowa is very strict um, in regards to foreign ownership, um, and each state handles foreign ownership uh, a little differently. Um, Illinois is is not um, as strict as others, and so it does you know open the door for foreign investors. Um, in my area specifically, we still have not seen, you know, a large influx of foreign buyers. Now, I will say that I definitely have heard more from them in the last year or two. Um, you know, specifically, I've had conversations with a gentleman from Denmark um, this this very year, but I haven't seen any deals actually come to fruition. Um, so I'm anxious to see, you know, if that trend will continue. But right now, in my specific uh, neck of the woods, it, it has not been a hot topic or something we've seen much of. We've been talking with Luke Worrell with Worrell Land Services LLC in Jacksonville on a critical part of the real estate industry, that of farmland and, and uh, as we mentioned, also hunting land. Uh, Luke, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. No problem, John. I'm happy to do it. And thanks for inviting me.